Welcome everyone to the very first episode of Red Couch Reviews. My name is Hunter, and I just wanted to thank you guys so much for joining me on this podcast, this very first episode. I'm so excited uh, to go ahead and start this project. Uh, the reason why I wanted to start it, give you a little bit of introduction about myself. Uh, I love movies. It has been something, uh, or some just a really big passion of mine for the past several years now. I've collected movies. I try and watch as many as I can each day. Uh, basically, I'm obsessed with movies. And so I wanted to have an outlet just to talk to someone uh, about it so that I could just say however much I want to about a certain movie, if I want to talk and go super deep into a movie, or you know, if I just want to just talk about some news, talk about uh, some TV shows I've been watching, some uh, video games, talk about comic books, whatever it may be. I just want to talk about the things that I love, and I feel like this podcast is going to be super great for not only myself, uh, but for you guys as well, whoever's listening. Uh, so I just want to say thank you so much again for joining me on this adventure. And for this first podcast, I thought we would just have some really great beginnings. Uh, we'll talk about the first Iron Man movie. Uh, since all great things have to have an introduction point, I figured that's a great movie to start talking about first. Uh, as well as we'll jump into some news as well from the world of the entertainment. Uh, now, I know right now that the coronavirus has been pushing back a lot of movies and kind of slowing down our news weeks. But there is still some entertainment news that we can talk about and definitely jump into for this first episode. And one of the first things I did want to talk about is the fact that Sam Raimi, the director of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, starring Tobey Maguire, is now directing the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie. Now, I when I heard this, I was super excited. One, because I just heard there was speculation that what he was going to be directing instead of it being officially confirmed. But now it is. We do have that official confirmation. And what I think this is going to do for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is that Sam Raimi already has a really good uh, footing in the world of superhero movies with those original Spider-Man movies that a lot of people still hold true and dear to their heart. Uh, but only that, Sam Raimi had a really good, uh, he had his foundation set actually in the world of horror. He directed Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and a few other movies lately that do still fit into that genre. Uh, and those movies certainly are uh, definitely a little bit more sillier now that times have gone on. Uh, they're definitely... Uh, fitting to a more campier vibe, but I think this is going to be a really good fit with Doctor Strange, just because from what we've been hearing, from what Kevin Feige has said about the movie and just kind of the direction they wanted to take, it sounds like we're going to be getting a movie that is playing more into a, uh, a scarier, a bit more dark world that Doctor Strange is going to have to explore. So I think if we're going to be having someone helm this movie, I think Sam Raimi is the perfect director for it because he has that uh, skill with horror movies. He has that skill with superhero movies. So I think being able to kind of mix those together is going to produce something that is really going to stand out above some of the other Marvel movies. I think this is just a really good direction that Marvel's going to be taking. And I think it's going to be one that we haven't seen in a while or haven't seen ever in the MCU. Uh, additionally, there is that really funny line in Spider-Man 2 that J. Jonah Jameson says uh, about Doc Ock when they're trying to name him for the paper. Uh, he says, well, why don't we call him Dr. Strange? And they're like, oh, no, and that one's taken. 
So that's a super funny line. A lot of people have been talking about that and how that could even come back into the movie if they can get some of the actors from that movie to come in and maybe play like a small part. Uh, it's going to be super fun. I think this could be a really good way to just kick off Doctor Strange since he has become more of a fan favorite character since uh, Avengers Infinity War, Endgame, Thor Ragnarok, and even his own introduction movie have just given him such a big presence. Uh, he's definitely one of the heroes that has uh, kind of put himself higher on my list as far as favorite MCU heroes are concerned. And this is definitely going to be a really good movie. I can't wait to hear about it more as time goes on and even get a trailer maybe towards the end of the year. Moving forward, we also have uh, some images that have come out from Denis Villeneuve's new movie, Dune. Now, I haven't heard much else about this movie, uh, just because it is probably still in its early development. But Dune, I believe, is going to be one of the best movies of the year, mainly because Denis Villeneuve is directing this movie. Uh, if you don't know who he is, you definitely should. He directed some knockout movies in the past few years. Uh, Arrival, starring Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner being one of them. One of my favorite movies of the year being Blade Runner 2049 of that year, which stars Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, and Ana de Armas. And he's also directed a few other ones, such as Prisoners, that stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman, and also Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. So this guy definitely has a strong footing in the ground of uh, science fiction, of fantasy, of action. And this movie is definitely shaping up to be uh, one that has all those elements combined. It already looks like it has a stellar cast with Tim Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin. Uh, we also have Jason Momoa, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson coming in. So I really could not think of a more talented cast for this movie to have. Uh, apparently it is going to be a two-part movie. So this December 18th is going to be when the movie comes out. It sounds like that's going to be part one of the movie. Uh, the only thing is I don't really know much else about Dune uh, as a series. Apparently it was a book. Then it was a movie in the 1980s, and it's also a comic series. So if you want to check out more about that after hearing a little bit more information about the movie, you can definitely look at those outlets. Uh, maybe go ahead and get yourself prepared uh, for what we're going to be experiencing here. But I think it's definitely going to be one of those movies where I look at the end of the year and be like, this is a movie that's going to be standing out. And I cannot wait to find out more as soon as possible. Uh, taking a look at some of the movie dates that have not changed yet. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of movies that have been pushed back, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus and movie theaters being shut down. Uh, but as it stands right now, we do have uh, Christopher Nolan's newest movie, Tenet, still arriving in theaters on July 17th. Uh, this is going to be directed, like I said, by Christopher Nolan. It's going to have John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son in it. Uh, it's going to have Robert Pattinson, Michael Caine, and a few others. Uh, but this is definitely a movie I'm super excited for, not only just because we haven't seen a Christopher Nolan movie in a, quite some time, actually, uh, but it looks like it's going to be a movie that is very similar to Inception, almost. Uh, you know, just kind of having that espionage sort of feel, but also we're going to be having a lot of just different sci-fi elements kind of playing a role in there. Uh, and so that's definitely a movie I've been excited for ever since the trailer came out. It looks so good. It looks like it can definitely bring uh, a new life into just the science fiction world. I'm super excited for it. And if you haven't checked out the trailer, definitely go ahead and do so. Uh, it's definitely one of those trailers that gives you 
a lot of hype feelings, a lot of anticipation vibes, as well as it just leaves you with a mystery. And I think that's what every good trailer should do is leave you with a mystery uh, because then you want to, you know, more, you want to see the second trailer and then eventually you do want to go see the movie. And I think Christopher Nolan does that really well. So Tenant is still coming out on July 17th. As of right now, April 16th, the date of this recording. So let's hope that nothing changes there. In addition, we have Bill and Ted. Uh, the I believe it's the third movie coming out on August the 21st. That movie is uh, uh, going to be super funny, I bet. Keanu Reeves is returning for it. The, it sounds like the majority of the cast is returning for it. And it's just another Bill and Ted adventure. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have some time travel shenanigans there. Uh, if you want to catch up on Bill and Ted, I believe the first and second movie are on Hulu right now. Uh, so if you are needing something new to watch, go ahead and, and go over there and you can check it out. We also have Halloween Kills still premiering on October 20th. This is going to be the sequel to the 2018 Halloween movie that had Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis returning as her role in the movie. Uh, this is going to be one I think is going to be super cool because... The 2018 Halloween movie became the official sequel to the original Halloween movie that came back in the 1970s. Uh, since the Halloween franchise had, I believe, almost 10 sequels to that original movie, they scrapped all those. They said, you know what? The 2018 movie is now the official sequel to the original. So none of the other stuff matters. So now we're officially getting a third movie in this new series of movies. And I think this is going to be a perfect Halloween movie uh, for not only Halloween in terms of the uh, Michael Myers franchise, but as well as just a good Halloween time movie. Uh, it's coming out at the perfect time. I think it's going to do killer at the box office. I think people are going to be going to see it multiple times. So it's definitely one I'm probably going to go see. I found the 2018 movie to be very good. Uh, had a lot of uh, really good ideas of what to do with Jamie Lee Curtis's character and just how how she's been processing that fateful night on Halloween. And finally, we have Coming to America, to being uh, the emphasis there, since Eddie Murphy is returning to this movie. Now, a lot of people grew up with the original Coming to America, and that is just a big fan favorite movie that everyone can enjoy. It's a super good comedy. Um, and I know Eddie Murphy is definitely going to be uh, super funny since he's been having this uh, revitalization of some movies that he's been in lately. Uh, so not only that, I hear that a lot of the other original cast members are coming back for that movie. And that's going to be on the same date as Dune. Uh, that movie is scheduled for December 18th, 2020, as of right now. And I think that's going to be a very interesting weekend for these two movies. You have this big sci-fi uh, fantasy movie that seems to be coming out. And you also have a sequel to a beloved 90s comedy. So I'm interested to see who does the better box office that weekend. Uh, I'd love to know what you guys think as well. Uh, and what your opinions are on which movie you think will do better. A new fresh sci-fi take or an old property that's coming back. And finally, one last topic that I wanted to bring up before we jumped into our main topic of today, which is Iron Man, is uh, some more Marvel news. So because Black Widow had to be pushed back due to the uh, movie theaters being shut down, we do have some official release dates, not only for it, but some of the other movies in the Phase 4 uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe that uh, I wanted to talk about with you guys. So November 6th, 
2020 is the new premiere date for Black Widow. Originally, it was going to be in May, but unfortunately, since, uh, like I said, the theaters are still shut down, that movie did have to have to be pushed back. Now, I'm super bummed about this because I was very excited for Black Widow based on all the trailers that were being shown. I thought it was the perfect time for uh, Black Widow to finally get her own standalone movie. We finally get to see more, even though, spoiler alert, she did die in Avengers Endgame. Uh, so yeah, I, I just love the cast. I love the way this movie looks. It definitely gives me Captain America, the Winter Soldier vibes of just being a big espionage action movie. Uh, so I'm very interested to see what they do for it. And I'm I'm just really sad that we have to wait even longer for this movie. Uh, next, after Black Widow, is going to be The Eternals. Now, The Eternals is a new superhero group that uh, is coming to the big screen for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It has actors like Angelina Jolie in it. It has uh, Salma Hayek, Brian Tyrese Henry, and a few others. And this is going to be a new superhero group that have been around for basically since the dawn of the existence in the Marvel Universe. Uh, they've been around basically since the creation of the Infinity Stones, uh, which is pretty crazy. And so they've apparently been around the entire time the NCU has been taking place, and now they're going to make their big debut. So definitely excited about this movie. It's going to be coming out on February 12th, 2021. So I will definitely be taking my wife for an early Valentine's Day uh, date on that date. So I'm super excited. Then on May 7th, 2021, we have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, this movie is going to be very interesting because, again, we're, Marvel is introducing to us a new character for the MCU. And... This is one I'm I have very, very uh, low expectations for just because I don't know who the character is. I'm unfamiliar with the character of Shang-Chi. I know the Ten Rings do kind of tie back into the Iron Man lore, actually, as being one of his main villains. So uh, very curious to see how they take this character. I know they've already casted some of the uh men or the cast members already. I have to take a look into that a little bit further to see who is playing who. Uh, but definitely excited to see a new character in the Marvel Universe. I remember back when Guardians of the Galaxy was announced. And a lot of people were very skeptical, worried, or unsure of even who they were. And now they're one of the biggest names in superhero culture right now. And right after Shang-Chi, uh, going to that November 5th, 2021 date, we have Doctor Strange 2. I'm not going to talk about this one too much just because we already went ahead and talked about him and Sam Raimi and just the new direction they're going to be taking this character. So again, not going to talk, talk too much about this other than super excited to see Doctor Strange and Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch team up. Uh, definitely interested to see how the WandaVision show on Disney Plus is going to be playing into this movie uh, since I believe this is going to be uh, this movie is going to come out right after Vi WandaVision is done. And then on February 28, 2022, this date hurts because I knew we were going to be getting this in 2021 before the dates were pushed back. But we have Thor, Love, and Thunder. Taika Waititi brought to us one of the best Marvel movies in Thor Ragnarok. And he's returning to direct this movie. And I'm super pumped because right now we've been hearing that Taika Waititi has been uh, writing the script. He's been making edits. So I believe they're on their fifth draft at this point. But... He's just been saying how fantastic it's going to be, how much crazier it's going to be, how bigger, and just all the ideas they have for this movie. I cannot wait to see just anything from this movie come out because I think this is going to be one of the movies that 
just goes to the top five of the Marvel list. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is definitely in my top 10. I love it so much. I love going back and revisiting it. And I just love what they did with Thor. So I'm very happy to see that they're going to be focusing on him a little bit more closely rather than having him in a big team-up movie. And yeah, this is just going to be a fantastic movie to see Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman return to. And I think it's going to be great. And finally, for our last two movies, uh, the first of which being Black Panther 2. Uh, that's going to be premiering right now on May 8th, 2022. And what I think is great about this is that uh, we do finally have a release date for this movie. Uh, we originally didn't uh, when Phase 4 was initially announced, but now we do have something to look forward to. Unfortunately, uh, we won't be returning to Wakanda for a little bit, but uh, it's almost two years away, so I think we can make it, guys. And finally, we have Captain Marvel 2, another movie that we did not have on the original Marvel Phase 4 docket. But that's going to be coming out on July 8th, 2022, so a good summer movie to uh, right now wrap up the Phase 4 movie slot. But this also doesn't include any of the Disney Plus shows that are going to be premiering between now and then, such as the WandaVision show or... Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or some of the other ones that are scheduled to premiere. So, guys, I'm super excited about this MCU lineup, and let's keep the Marvel train going. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and talk to you guys about one of my favorite superhero movies of all time, probably one of yours too, if you've been uh, keeping a close eye on the Marvel Cinematic Universe for quite some time, and that is going to be the original Iron Man movie. Now, it's hard to believe, but the original Iron Man movie came out almost 12 years ago. I was so young then. I was 12 then, and now I'm almost 24 years old. So this movie has been a part of my life for almost half my life now, and that is super, super crazy to say. And the original Iron Man movie was directed by John Favreau, who plays Happy Hogan in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just because he's in some of the other movies as well. And this movie was made on a budget of $140 million, and it grossed $585 million uh, at the box office. And that's kind of crazy to see, because now we know Marvel Studios as this juggernaut film franchise. You cannot go anywhere without seeing Marvel anything branded on a backpack, a lunchbox, Ziploc bags, or even people with tattoos they have completely conquered the world with this franchise. And so when I was looking at some of these facts, it's crazy to see that this movie was only made on a smaller budget. It didn't earn as much, but it did kick off one of the most significant superhero franchises ever. And that's largely due to the performance of Robert Downey Jr. and the supporting cast of this movie who have gone on to stay in the Marvel universe for so long. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. just bringing to life Iron Man, this character who not many knew about. You did have a lot of people fans of the X-Men and Spider-Man just because their movies had come out in the early 2000s, um, but not many people knowing about Iron Man. And I think that was such a good gamble, uh, such a risky gamble to have early on because you have this character no one really knows about. But you have people like John Favreau who believed in the project, Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel, who just knew like, hey, we have something here. Let's roll with it. And they created this movie, and it just stands the test of time. I rewatched it the other night uh, just because I was in the mood for watching a good superhero movie. And it's just so good. The way that Robert Downey Jr. is able to 
just immediately make you like him. You immediately fall in love with Tony Stark. Even though he is a bit of a jerk in the beginning, he's super self-centered. He's super narcissistic. Uh, he is the perfect Iron Man in that. But you follow this guy on this journey, even uh, even through the highs and the lows. And you really do fall in love with him just throughout. And you do see how great of a superhero he is. And what I love about it is that it seems more of a grounded movie in terms of where the MCU starts. You do have uh, him escaping from the cave in the beginning of the movie after he builds his Iron Man suit. And even though, obviously, none of this could ever really happen, in your back of your mind, you're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, this this could happen. This could happen. You really do start to convince yourself, like, yeah, this is a really good movie. Like, this could certainly happen. And then as the movie goes on, you're just falling in love with this character more. And what's crazy about it is uh, one of the facts I wanted to share with you guys is that the script wasn't even finished for this movie when they started recording it. And I think that's such a good, um, that's such a crazy fact because you see all these scenes, and you're like, oh, wow, the writing in this movie is like really spot on. But a lot of this movie, especially with Robert Downey Jr., he improvised a lot of his lines. And it's crazy to think that some of the more memorable lines, such as the I am Iron Man line at the very end, is uh, one of the most defining lines of our generation. And he improvised that at the very end. Uh, it's just a testament to this movie in that even though they didn't have all the cards ready, they knew they had something special. They wanted to keep going. And it's just uh, it's such a great movie. Um, but as we see Tony Stark's life start to unravel in uh, just understanding how he's been profiting off of uh, war weapons and everything. We do see that that um, great change in him and seeing that now that I have a new lease on life, now that I've been given a second chance, I want to do something greater. And I think that's such a strong message, not only for the movie, uh, but for anyone who just who just looks up to Iron Man as a character who has just a really good respect for him. It's that understanding that in the past you may have been um, bad, but now it is okay to be good. Uh, the action in this movie is fantastic. It still looks really good. One of my favorite parts is when I, when uh, Robert Downey Jr. does suit up in the Iron Man suit for the first time. You get to see the armor get put together. You get to see every like screw be uh, put together, put in. And then you finally see the mask go on him. And it looks so good. It looks amazing, even though it's 12 years earlier, or it's been 12 years since the original movie came out. It still looks so good. The action in this movie is fantastic. Like I said, it it really just stands the test of time. You have these super simplistic uh, fighting techniques of Iron Man just going in uh, to all these different war zones, uh, just taking out these bad guys. But you get to see how the tech really stands out uh, how much focus they put into the movie. Uh, and it's super, super great to see just uh, how much imagination they really put into this movie. Uh, some of the supporting cast too really stands out as well. You have Gwyneth Paltrow playing Pepper Potts. Uh, you have Terrence Howard playing Rhodey and you have, then um, you have um, the bad guy Obadiah Stane being played by, one of the great actors of our time, uh, whose name I'm forgetting right now. Let me Google that real quick. But just the supporting cast in general really brings out the best in this movie, just because um, you do have so many, so many great actors just bringing in the best they can for this movie. 
And towards the end, you're just like, you know what? Yeah, I do see why the MCU is the way it is now because of how great Iron Man is. Uh, if you haven't seen Iron Man, please, for the love of goodness, go out, see it, rent it, buy it. However you need to watch this movie, just go out and do it. Um, and I would give this movie a 10 out of 10. This is one of the best movies you could ever watch and ever, really. It's almost a perfect movie. It genuinely is. Uh, the only thing I would say is that if you're a parent wanting to introduce your kids to the MCU, there is some language, there is uh, some violence, and there is some sexual content. So on that level, I would give the movie maybe like a three out of five. Uh, just make sure you're there with your kid, your kids, uh, just kind of talking to them. Maybe pause the movie, mute the movie at certain points. Uh, but other than that, they're going to really fall in love with this character, and they're going to have a really awesome time. Well, guys, right now, that is actually it for our first broadcast. Thank you so much for sitting through this with me. Uh, it's been a really great pleasure just walking through this with you. And if you do have any suggestions, please message me on Facebook, text message, however you can get in contact with me. I'd love to know your opinions about the show, any suggestions you have for me, anything you want to talk about. And it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.